0: Hey everyone and welcome to my A to Z of musicals and I can't believe that we've reached the letter U in our journey through the alphabet talking about all things musical. Musical films, musical shows, creatives, performers, everything connected with the letter U and we've not got far left have we in the alphabet. I hope you're enjoying this. If you are enjoying this podcast please Leave me some feedback wherever you're able to on the podcast um, providers. So let's get on with Letter U. Now, a Letter U star of Broadway uh, that I want to start with is the wonderful Leslie Uggams. And Leslie Uggams was born in New York back in 1943. And she really is a star with the most phenomenal voice Uh, First of all, I want to say a a funny little aside that my friend Louise and I were chatting about Leslie Uggams recently. Uh, Louise has always said one of her favourite musical theatre recordings ever is Leslie Uggams singing I am what I am. And I completely understand why Louise loves that recording But what she didn't realise was that Leslie Uggams is a woman. She thought Leslie Uggams was a man. Um, Well, I suppose Leslie can be uh, a name for anybody, can't it? But it does make me smile. So, Louise, I hope you're listening and enjoying. Leslie Uggams was the daughter of a chorus girl who worked in the famous New York City nightclub, Cotton Club, and, of course, That's been the subject of many uh, documentaries and films and books. Um, So, Leslie Ugham's mother, Juanita, was a dancer at Cotton Club, and this was a really hip meeting place um, and featured some incredible talent, including over the years from 1923 to 1940, while Cotton Club was open. People like Jimmy Durante performed there, Sophie Tucker. George Gershwin, Paul Robeson, Al Jolson performed there. Even Mae West and Fanny Bryce and the wonderful Judy Garland. And that's just naming a few of the people that Juanita may well have danced and performed for and with. So Leslie Uggams, of course, being the daughter of somebody who was a a performer, got the bug as well. And at the age of seven, she was actually a TV child star. She was on the television a lot as a young girl and uh, that's where she kind of made her name. And then eventually she made a very impressive Broadway debut in 1967 in the musical Hallelujah Baby. This was written by that fantastic team Julie Stein Uh, Comden and Green and Arthur Lawrence. And of course, we know that their work was phenomenal. Uh, This was the show of uh, a black girl called Georgina, who was struggling uh, for equality, really, during the first half of the 20th century. And this musical shows her through those decades and the challenges that not just uh, she was faced with, but the African-American communities were faced with at that time. And uh, the show actually was originally written for Lena Horne, who was older than uh, Leslie Uggams was. So it would have been a very different show really had Lena Horne taken the part. But Leslie Ogams won a Tony for her performance in this show. In fact, the show won five out of its nine Tony nominations, including Best Musical and Best Original Score. And Hallelujah Baby ran on Broadway for 293 performances. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Leslie Ogums... Also starred in a few kind of less successful shows, her first Roman and Blues in the Night, and then in 1985, of course, she starred with Cheetah Rivera and uh, Dorothy Loudon in Jerry's Girls, the Jerry Herman review. I remember actually seeing Leslie Ogghams back in the 1970s in the TV miniseries of Roots, and at that time it, it was an absolutely massive show. Um, it was such a um an important piece of drama for us at that time. Leslie Ogghams went on to replace Patty Lapone as Reno Sweeney in the 1989 revival of Anything Goes. And she was in productions of Into the Woods as The Witch, and she was in Call Me Madam. And then, of course, in 2003, she starred in the new stage production of Thoroughly Modern Millie as Muzzy Van Hosmere, the role, of course, that was made famous in the film by the wonderful Carol Channing. So... Yes, I think Leslie O'Gums definitely deserves a special mention in my letter, U, in my A to Z of musicals. My first musical, beginning with the letter, U, is the 1960 Broadway show, The Unsinkable Molly Brown. And uh, this was actually the second musical to be written by Meredith Wilson. Of course, he'd had that huge success with his first show, The Music Man. And uh, The Unsinkable Molly Brown is loosely based on a real person. Her name was actually Margaret Brown. And she was a legendary survivor of the Titanic disaster. And uh, that's part of the story for The Unsinkable Molly Brown. Molly and her sweetheart, Johnny Brown, strike it rich... He's a Colorado prospector and they start with nothing and end up to be hugely wealthy but of course the snobs will have nothing to do with her and uh, she ends up travelling across Europe on the way back of course she travels on the ill-fated Titanic and uh, she became a heroine really as she was manning one of the lifeboats so she actually survived this disaster. And in fact, the character of Molly Brown appears also in the 1997 James Cameron film of Titanic with the gorgeous Kate Winslet and and Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, The book for the 1960 musical was written by Richard Morris with music and lyrics, of course, by Meredith Wilson. And uh, there's some great songs in this show. The original Broadway cast had Tammy Grimes as Molly Brown, and she won a Tony for uh, Best Featured Actress in a Musical. And she starred alongside the fabulous half Presnell. And in fact, half Presnell then went on to reprise the role in the 1964 MGM film adaptation This time, Molly Brown being played by the vivacious and lively and feisty Debbie Reynolds. And she captured Molly's feistiness, I think, absolutely perfectly. Uh, The 1964 film was nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Actress in a Leading Role for Debbie Reynolds. And uh, in the film, as well as Half Presnell... We had Ed Begley, Hermione Badley and Martita Hunt, absolutely wonderful performers here, with a new song called He's My Friend written just for the film. And actually, in 1989, Debbie Reynolds and Harve Presnell reunited for a national tour of the United States of the unsinkable Molly Brown. I wish I'd seen that on stage. The wonderful Debbie Reynolds, star of The Unsinkable Molly Brown, actually was nominated for a Golden Globe at the age of only 18 for Most Promising Newcomer of 1950. And she did spend the 1950s in quite a number of movie musicals. One of them, Two Weeks With Love, she actually starred with Carlton Carpenter. And their song, Abadabba Honeymoon, from that film, became a huge hit. It reached number three in the US Billboard charts. And actually, I remember we had that on vinyl when I was very young. I'm guessing it was on a, a 78, an old 78 RPM, um, which i remember that song so vividly it was brilliant and how it gets faster and faster and the the chattering of the chimpanzees um of course debbie Reynolds' most famous role would have been the 1952 film singing in the rain as um kathy selden and she starred alongside the wonderful gene kelly and donald o'connor and i talk about both of those separately in the letter K and the letter O podcasts. Um, Debbie Reynolds was only 18 when she started filming this classic and uh, favourite, really, movie musical. Uh, She did a few more films. She did Bundle of Joy, which is a musical, and Tammy and the Bachelor in 1957. And of course then the unsinkable Molly Brown, which As I mentioned, she was uh, nominated for an Academy Award for, which is amazing. Interestingly, the director of that film initially wanted Shirley MacLaine to star as Molly Brown. Um, Debbie Reynolds did some non-singing films, including Charlotte's Web and The Singing Nun, and she did 1955's Hit the Deck musical. Uh, Then her first Big Broadway hit. Her debut actually didn't come until 1973 when she was in a revival of Irene. And again, I do talk about Irene in the letter I podcast. There are some brilliant songs in Irene, including You Made Me Love You, I'm Always Chasing Rainbows, and What Do You Want to Make Those Eyes at Me For? All classic films. Um, And uh, she was nominated for a Tony Award for her performance in Irene. And as a little aside, her daughter, Carrie Fisher, also starred in Irene with her. Um, In 1976, Debbie Reynolds did uh, a Broadway review simply called Debbie. And she did a, a similar thing in The West End in 2010 called Debbie Reynolds' Alive and fabulous. And I I do think that's a word that describes her really well. I particularly love Debbie Reynolds' performance in the 2004 film Connie and Carla, that comedy musical film. And uh, she stars as herself and she she just knows how to make fun of herself. She was absolutely uh, the life and soul of that that film and she did the wonderful reprising role of Bobby Adler throughout the um, Will and Grace seasons as well and she was just super Debbie Reynolds toured at, with Annie Get You Going around the United States along with the wonderful half Presnell that she'd worked with previously and uh, I just think that she's an absolute legend um, it was heartbreaking when her daughter died, Carrie Fisher died, uh, and then the following day, Debbie Reynolds also died back in 2016. I just found that to be so sad, really. um, She's really missed, certainly by me, the wonderful Debbie Reynolds. Okay, so I'm sure it will come as no surprise to anybody that I was a massive Glee fan. And uh, one of my favourite characters in Glee was Tina Cohen Chang, uh, played by the fabulous Jenna Ushkovitz. I think she is such a talent, and uh, sadly we didn't get to see enough of Jenna in Glee, But she did have lead vocals on quite a number of songs over the years. The show ran on Fox TV in the US from 2009 to 2015. And Jenna was involved in the show right throughout. Yeah, she had lead vocals on songs like True Colours and Dog Days Are Over. And she was always brilliant and you could see her shining through and it was easy to see that she had a musical theatre background, of course she did. At the age of only 10, Jenna made her Broadway debut in the 1996 revival of Rodgers and Hammerstein's The King and I. And this was the production, of course, that had the fantastic... Donna Murphy as Anna Leonowens, Owens and Lou Diamond Phillips as the King of Siam. Uh, Jenna played a royal child and she was there on the opening night and is actually also on the new Broadway cast recording, the 1996 Broadway cast recording of The King and I. And of course then she went on to um, be in musicals at school when she was a student at high school. In 2008, Jenna was an understudy in Spring Awakening. And then, of course, from 2009, were The Glee Years. And, of course, this was the Fox TV musical television show created by Ryan Murphy, Brad Falchuk and Ian Brennan. And it was... Basically set in the William McKinley High School, where a group of students formed the Glee Club, and Jenna played Tina Cohen Chang along with some amazing performers: Leah Michelle, and uh, Darren Chris, Kevin McHale, and the amazing Jane Lynch played the part of um, Coach Sue Sylvester, and she was absolutely brilliant in this show. Uh, Glee went on tour actually twice in 2010 and 2011 and surprise surprise I went to see them when they came to Manchester in June of 2011. Uh, in fact that was my birthday treat that year. I cannot believe that's 10 years ago now that I saw Glee on tour. Unbelievable. Jenna, of course, has gone on to be in many shows and concerts, including the Hollywood Bowl production of Hair in 2014, and she was in The Wedding Singer. She's in the 2017 musical film, which is an adaptation of Hello Again, the off-Broadway musical by Michael John LaCusa, and it was made into a film in 2017 with... The amazing Audra MacDonald, Martha Plimpton, Sam Underwood. I've yet to see this film, actually, so I'm going to be seeking it out as soon as I possibly can. In 2016, Jenna Ushkowitz played Dawn in the wonderful Sarah Bareilles musical Waitress. And then in 2018, Jenna Ushkowitz won a Tony Award as part of the production team of Once on This Island and It Won Best Revival of a Musical. And in fact, she's also been involved in the production of Be More Chill on Broadway uh, back in 2019. And Be More Chill has just reopened in the West End, actually, after the easing of lockdown restrictions. So lots of stuff happening there for Jenna Ushkowitz and I just know that there's going to be huge amounts more in her future Jenna Ushkowitz one of my favorite letter u shows is the inappropriately titled you're in town and uh, yes it's a privilege to pee this is just uh, an absolutely hysterical show and it's dark and satirical it's a musical about a city in the near future with a water shortage and because of it the citizens are forced to pay to use public toilets and the toilets are managed by the urine good company (laughs) i saw this show um a few times actually in the west end and it really just made me laugh out loud. Plus, it has got an amazing score. Uh, the music and lyrics are by Mark Holman, with book and lyrics by Greg Cottis. And back in 1995, Greg Cottis was on a backpack trip across Europe and uh, he'd actually run out of money. So, the truth was. When he was in Paris, he had to really think about uh, where he would go to the toilet, because the public toilets in Paris you had to pay for. And it then suggested this idea of a a town where you have to pay to pee. And so work began in winter of 1997-98. And after tweaking and revisions and a presentation in 1999, the show opened in New York on the 6th of May, 2001. And it was directed by John Rando and choreography by John Carafa. And the show was a surprising hit. It actually ran for 965 performances on Broadway and was nominated for 10 Tony Awards. When you think this show's called You're in Town and it got 10 nominations, it actually won three. One for Best Book of a Musical, also for Best Director, and Best Original Score. And it really has a great score. Um, the original cast had John Cullum as Coldwell B. Cladwell. And of course, he has had many Broadway shows behind him. Um, his Leading Man debut was back in On A Clear Day You Can See Forever where actor Louis Jourdan was meant to have the lead role, but of course they realised he couldn't sing, and uh, John Cullum replaced him. And Cullum also won uh, a Tony in Shenandoah, and also in On the 20th Century. Hunter Foster was also in this original production on Broadway, uh, as Bobby Strong. He's actually Sutton Foster's brother, and... The character Bobby Strong leads the people into revolt because they can no longer survive having to pay to pee. (laughs) I saw um, a production in London. It actually opened at the St. James Theatre, which then changed its name later to The Other Palace. I saw it in April of 2014, and then it did transfer to the Apollo Theatre in the West End, so I saw it again later that year. With the incredible Jenna Russell as Penelope Pennywise and she was so funny in that role. Uh, as well as Richard Fleishman as Bobby Strong and Jonathan Slinger as Officer Lockstock with the greatest ensemble actually. It was such a great piece. So you're in town. I love it. I hope you um, get a chance to see it. Of course, we couldn't talk about Letter U without mentioning one of the members of ABBA, Bjorn Ulvaeus. Bjorn Ulvaeus and Benny Anderson, of course, the two uh, composers and lyricists for all the songs that ABBA wrote, along with Stig Anderson, who actually wrote the lyrics for some of the earlier songs. Um, Bjorn Ulvaeus and Benny Anderson were both pop stars in their own right, before they formed the group of ABBA in 1972. Benny Anderson was in a pop group called the Hootenanny Singers, and Benny Anderson was in a group called Hepstars. Both of them Swedish pop groups where, uh, where the two lived. But in fact, they didn't start writing together until 1966. Uh, and then, once they'd formed ABBA, they won the Eurovision Song Contest in 1974 with the song Waterloo and that's what made them so famous. The sound of ABBA of course is unmistakable with the beautiful vocals of Anna Frid Lingstad and agnetta Falskog and of course uh, I've talked before about how I was a huge ABBA fan. Um, ABBA incidentally have recorded some brand new songs that the world is waiting to hear. I'm hoping that we get to hear them later this year in 2021. Of course, we know that Bjorn Ulvaeus and Benny Anderson have had huge successes since they finished recording with ABBA. In fact, in 1984, we first heard the concept album for Chess, the musical they wrote with Tim Rice and the book by Richard Nelson. And of course, this was a great success when it opened in the West End in 1986, although it was less successful or less well received on Broadway in 1988 with only 68 performances. Having said that, chess is one of these shows that keeps coming back for revivals and tweaks and revivals and tweaks, and it is a beautiful score. Uh, of course, Abba's music was turned into a musical, Mamma Mia, by producer Judy Kramer when she had the idea of putting the uh, songs together with a book. So Catherine Johnson wrote the book that tenuously links the ABBA songs and created such a a heartwarming celebration of friendship that it has gone on to be massively successful around the world. In fact, it led to the 2008 movie musical starring Meryl Streep and Christine Baranski and Amanda Seyfried. And actually, I think 24 ABBA songs are in Mamma Mia! The Stage Show. When the film came out in 2008, I remember the DVD release was unbelievable because every single person I knew had that in their DVD collection. I think it was one of those gifts that you bought as a Christmas present for everybody. um, And uh, people just got two or three times Uh, It's the the one DVD when you go into a thrift shop or charity shop that there are always plenty of copies of. Um, It was a runaway success. And in 2018, we had Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, the sequel film, which actually had the most hysterical scene when Cher arrives and sings Fernando. It's worth the uh, money just to watch that scene and Benny and Bjorn have continued to write music. They actually wrote a musical back in 1995. It premiered in Malmo in Sweden called Christina from Duva And this actually received rapturous applause and welcome. There was a 10 minute standing ovation at the end of this show when it was first presented but it was very long and needed a lot of editing. Um, Christina was presented then in a 90-minute concert version, and there have been various staging since, including in Carnegie Hall and then at the Royal Albert Hall in 2010. In fact, I went to the presentation at the Royal Albert Hall in London and was, first of all, was blown away by the fact that Benny and Bjorn were in the audience. Wow, what an experience. Um, This score has some of the most beautiful songs and tunes. It really is gorgeous. The English version was translated by Herbert Kretzmer. Of course, he brought us the original English translation of the music for Les Miserables as well if you get a chance there is a beautiful recording of these concert versions and one of the songs in there has to be one of my favorite musical theater songs you have to be there sung by Helen show home and it's a prayer to God begging God to be there to look out for her family and her loved ones it really is gorgeous my next letter you is the startling French romantic musical film The Umbrellas of Cherbourg and this was released in February of 1964 and it was hugely successful in France. This was a continuous music sung through score with music by Michel Legrand and lyrics by Jacques Demi. And in fact, Demi also wrote the screenplay and directed the film. Now, it was unprecedented at the time to have a sung through score in a musical. So, this was quite something. And the audiences were completely entranced, particularly by the paint box colours that were used. It really is a beautiful feast for our eyes watching this film. It's set in the 1950s and it's an ill-fated romance um, of Catherine Deneuve playing Genevieve Emery and Nino Castelnuovo as Guy Foucher. And interestingly, both of them were dubbed during their singing parts of the films. Uh, Catherine Deneuve was dubbed by Danielle Licari and Nino was dubbed by José Bartel. Uh, There have been a number of stage adaptations, actually, of The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, including, in 1979, a New York production with lyrics by Sheldon Harnick. And in 2012, there uh, there was a West End production directed by the amazing Emma Rice. And, of course, Emma Rice brought us Romantics Anonymous, one of my absolutely favourite shows of the last five or six years. Just amazing. Um, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, Letter U. Now, my next Letter U is the Japanese-American singer and actress, Miyoshi Umeki, and she is famous for having played the part of Mei Lee in the 1958 original Broadway cast of Flower Drum Song, the musical written by Richard Rodgers and Oscar Hammerstein II. And she then went on to star in the 1961 musical film adaptation of Flower Drum Song, uh, playing the same part. And uh, Miyoshi Umeki actually was nominated for a Tony Award for Best Leading Actress in a Musical when she starred in the Broadway production. The show actually ran for two years on Broadway. Um, And interestingly, Miyoshi Umeki was the first Asian woman to win an Academy Award for acting Uh, Not in Flower Drum Song, but for the film Sayonara in 1957. She won the Best Supporting Actress when she was acting alongside Marlon Brando. And you can hear Umeki's singing voice on both the original Broadway cast recording and the original film soundtrack recording of Flower Drum Song. Miyoshi Umeki. My next letter, U, is actually one of my favourite leading male performers in the West End in recent years, and that's Mark Umbers. And I've been lucky to see him in three different productions that all started at the a Chocolate Factory. Uh, firstly, I saw Sweet Charity back in 2010, and this revival was just wonderful. Mark Umbers played all of the love interests uh, alongside the fabulous in Outhwaite and the show transferred to the Theatre Royal Haymarket in the West End and I think I saw this show six times, I loved it so much I then saw Mark Humbers in Merrily We Roll Along which was the Maria Friedman production which actually uh, started at the Menier, transferred to the West End and has had a life in Boston as well and uh, Umbers played Franklin Shepard and he was brilliant in this part. And in fact, according to Huff Post, Stephen Sondheim said Umbers was the best in the role that he had ever seen. I mean, that's amazing praise, isn't it? And deservedly so. I thought he was phenomenal. And then I saw Mark Umbers again at the Menier in She Loves Me, the 2016 revival which was just a beautiful production, and he played George Novak. And uh, he is a very, very talented performer. He's done a lot of theatre, a lot of television. Um, He's done productions such as The Pirates of Penzance. And, of course, My Fair Lady, the 2001 production that started at the National Theatre and went to the West End Theatre Royal Drury Lane, and he played Freddie Ainsford Hill, and you can hear him on the two thousand and one London cast recording of *My Fair Lady*. It's a beautiful recording of of Mark Umbers singing on the street where you live, Mark Umbers. My next letter, you musical, is a relatively new British musical called *Ushers*, the front of house musical. And there is an actual original cast recording from two thousand and fourteen, and in the notes for the CD, it says that this is quote a celebration of the people whose job it is to be invisible and allow the theatre to captivate and enthrall audiences. And so I guess that's exactly what it is. It's the, it's a show about the front of house members of staff, the people that give you your programme, show you to your seats, take your tickets, sell ice cream, and it does make you kind of think about those people. Are they invisible? And because the show is trying to um, celebrate those people and actually uh, show through the, the story that most of these front of house people are actually resting actors or... Uh, people who are desperate to be on the stage. And uh, so it's a very funny and at times quite moving story. Uh, music by Yanis Koutsakos, lyrics by Yanis and James Oban, and a book and some additional lyrics by James Rotger. And what's interesting about this story, this, this musical, is that It was written originally and entered into a Twitter competition run by at West End producer. Now, I don't know if you've come across at West End producer. He's hysterically funny, albeit he's been fairly quiet recently. But um, he tweets about the world of theatre and always puts hashtag dear. Um, So West End producer put out a search for a composer competition on Twitter. And the guys that had put this show together entered it into the competition and actually finished in the top five finalists of this competition. And then the show became a real thing. It started out in tryouts at Hope Theatre and then opened at Charing Cross Theatre in March of 2014 and it's a small cast of six and each of them gets to have their solos as well as interact with each other and share their thoughts and feelings about working in the theatre and what they'd rather be doing. The show uh, tells of a preview, if you like, of a, a fake uh, performance of a new musical, a new jukebox musical called Oops I Did It Again, um, which of course this show came out before Anne Juliet did, but of course uh, Anne Juliet uses Oops I Did It Again and lots of Max Martin songs. But uh, Usher's The Front of House musical has a really nice nod to shows that are uh, long running, for example Phantom of the Opera and Cats get Uh, A special nod. Uh, Ushers started, um, had its run at the Charing Cross Theatre, then uh, had a successful run in 2015 at the Edinburgh Fringe and returned to London to the Art Theatre for a limited run. And as I said, there's an original cast recording as well, which is really great and very funny. And it helps me to... Try and make more of an effort when I do return to the theatres to notice the person behind the black waistcoat or the badge. There we go, Usher's The Front of House Musical. I want to mention in the letter U Alfred Urie, the American playwright and screenwriter who actually won a Pulitzer Prize for drama back in 1987 for Driving Miss Daisy. Um, Alfred Urie has been involved in some amazing musicals. His first involvement was a revival of a show called Little Johnny Jones, which was not successful. It had Donny Osmond in it, actually, and it ran for one performance on Broadway. So we'll we'll not worry, we'll forget about that. But, of course, Alfred Urie wrote the book, for the 1998 musical Parade with music by Jason Robert Brown and lyrics by Jason Robert Brown. Parade is just the most incredible story and I talk about it in more detail in the Letter P podcast but it tells about Leo Frank who was falsely accused of a horrible murder and uh, this musical has a a gorgeous score, but also the book by Alfred Urie is phenomenal. And it actually won Tony for Best Book of a Musical that year. And Alfred Urie has written a musical called Love Music, which was on Broadway in 2007. And this was an idea suggested to Urie by Hal Prince. The story tells of the relationship between Kurt Weil and Lottie Lenya, and it includes a selection of Kurt Vile's music, including songs from the Threepenny Opera. This production was a limited run but was nominated for four Tony Awards that year, um, including for Michael Cerverus and Donna Murphy as. Best performances by a leading actor and actress in a musical and also for Jonathan Tunick's beautiful orchestrations and of course he's an amazing orchestrator and we've talked about him before and the ensemble of Love Music included Anne Morrison who actually had made her Broadway debut back in 1981 in the original cast of Merrily We Roll Along, which we know famously had a very, very short life on Broadway. So I'm glad that I've been able to mention Alfred Ury in my letter U. Well, here we are, everyone, at the end of the letter U podcast. But there's always time to just stop and think, who and what have we missed, beginning with the letter U? Well, this time we've missed the musical... Urban Cowboy. This was a Broadway musical that was based on the film, the 1980 film of the same name, with music and lyrics by the wonderful Jason Robert Brown and Jeff Blumenkrantz and others. Uh, Unfortunately, this ran for 60 performances on Broadway, so not one of the greatest successes of Jason Robert Brown. We haven't talked about Carrie Underwood. The American Idol Series 4 winner, who played Maria von Trapp in the NBC's Rodgers and Hammerstein Sound of Music Live, which was broadcast back in December 2013. It was produced by Craig Zidane and Neil Meron. And finally, we haven't talked about Michael Urie. Now, most people remember him as Mark St. James from the TV series Ugly Betty. Uh, He's actually had uh, a few Broadway and musical links. He had his Broadway debut in January of 2012 when he took over as Bud Frump in the revival of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. In 2013, he was in Stephen Sondheim's A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, playing the part of Hysterium. And more recently, in 2019, he was at the New York City Center in the revival of the 1947 musical High Button Shoes, with music by Julie Stein and lyrics by Sammy Khan. That's it for today, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed Letter U. I look forward to uh, joining you next time on the A to Z of musicals. And until then, have a Doris Day.